the feast day of the conversion of St. Paul draws our attention to the person of St. Paul, who he was, what he did. And in an extraordinary way, the powerful grace that was at work with him became part and parcel of who we are as well. St. Paul's story of the conversion is recorded in three places in the New Testament. Two are found in the Acts of the Apostles, written by St. Luke. And St. Luke was a disciple of St. Paul. He was on a journey with him, so he heard St. Paul, perhaps more than once, uh, give the story, the account of who he was, what happened to him, what happened to mute him as a Pharisee, who was on the way to Damascus to truly find and imprison those who departed from the path of the covenant, Mosaic covenant, and followed Jesus. So there he was. Also, he gives an account in his own letter to the Galatians. So we see we have at least three different perspectives on what took place. But what did take place? Here we have someone who is a zealous man who wants to live in fidelity to the Mosaic Covenant in every way. And so in that zeal, as we know, he was uh, also someone who contributed to the, uh, the death of St. Stephen, a martyr. Someone who was so zeal, filled with zeal that he was willing to stretch himself completely so that the covenant relationship would be protected. And yet there he is on the way to Damascus. And there he experiences something so extraordinary that it can not only change his life, but gave him the mission of the mission of, 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 a, of a zealous proclaimer of the new way, as well as develop his whole theology on who Christ is and what the church is. So this experience was so extraordinary. But one thing is, first of all, we have to say it is God who initiated, God who initiates. The Lord gave him the grace. He was on the way doing something completely different, and yet God gave him this great light to, to enlighten him, but to blind him as well. Blinded him because the light of grace, the light of God's love, the God, light of truth blinded him. And there he hears a voice, Saul, Saul, why, why do you persecute me? Who are you, sir, that I am persecuting? I am Jesus of Nazareth. I am the one. And, and immediately what happens to him is uh, St. Paul not only is, does he hears the voice, but it hits him. He's not persecuting Jesus, he's persecuting those who follow him. And then the further instructions that he receives, very clear instructions from the Lord. I am Jesus the Nazarene whom you're persecuting. My companions saw the light but did not hear the voice of the one who spoke to me. I ask, what shall I do? What shall I do? What do you want me to do? 
The Lord answered him, get up and go to Damascus and there you will be told about everything appointed for you. Since I could see nothing because of the brightness of the light, I was led by hand by my companions and then entered Damascus. But then the Lord prepared someone else in Damascus, Ananias, who, to whom the Lord reveals that he has to go and meet this Saul, whom he knew was a persecutor, and Ananias was afraid. And yet a certain man named Ananias, a devout observer of the law, he was faithful man of the covenant. And yet he is also the one who embraced Jesus as the Messiah. So he's not inconsistent as he says here, St. Paul. He was a devout observer of the law and highly spoken of by all the Jews who lived there, came to me and stood there and said, Saul, my brother, regain your sight. The power of God's grace, the power of Jesus working in Ananias, that he is the one who gives them back the sight to his eyes. That means the gospel is giving the sight to, the, to Saul, his gospel, because Ananias is the one, he's a proclaimer of the truth, and he gives him, the God of our ancestors designated you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear the sound of his voice. So God of our fathers, God of our ancestors, God of the covenant has designated you to know his will. Will is the salvation of all people, not, not just for the people of the covenant, but salvation of all people, to see the righteous one, to see the Messiah and to hear his voice. For you will be his witness before all to what you have seen and heard. Now, why delay? Ananias says, get up and express that truth, that you are in need of salvation, you're in need of baptismal cleansing, you're in need to wash your sins away. And so he allows himself to be baptized at that very moment. But he's baptized not only for the forgiveness of sins, but he was baptized into the body of Christ, which he says later on. He was a member of the mystical body. He understood by that very experience that he had when he was persecuting those who followed him, he understood something of profound nature of the church is that Christ is in us. Christ suffers in us. Christ is being persecuted when we are persecuted. That whole concept of the mystical body of Christ, Christ living in me, Christ living in us. In us. That's why we can say that we are one. We cannot be man or women or slave or master, Greek or Jew, all we are one in him who has given us the freedom, in him who has given us this, this very being, we are incorporated into the very body of Christ. And so this is why, for example, when I was reading today, this morning, you know, the Office of Readings, and it was St. John Chrysostom who said beautifully, he said beautifully, he says, he says, here he is, we have someone who tells us how to be as a human being how to live a life of virtue, of faith, virtue of hope, virtue of love. This is how we are to be. We're to be like St. Paul. He says, 
says, first of all, in response to all the dangers and, and, uh, and the threats that he, that he received from others, he says, I forget what is behind me and I push on to what lies ahead of me, the crown of glory, the crown of eternal life. Forget the past. Many people live in the past because they've been wounded, been hurt. They've experienced the difficulties and they just cling on. They can't get out of the past. And yet Jesus can give us the grace to move forward. Not what's behind, but what's ahead of us. Focus on what's ahead. And this is what St. Paul wanted us to have. I forget what's behind me and rush and push towards ahead. Then secondly, rejoice and be glad with me because, because you, I am content with weakness, mistreatment, and persecution. I thanks be to God for always being victorious in me. Persecution, sufferings, and that doesn't mean anything because we have future. The future is so great. We can so offer our future for, for the glory. How many soldiers offer their life for freedom, which is a great gift, but how much should we offer ourselves for the sake of God, for the future, future of, of our own future and others. So for St. Paul, the key was, I knew him who has loved me. He has come to know love. And for him, that was sufficient. That great love that he loved me. So he enjoyed his love. He considered to be happiest of all people by the fact is that he was loved by God. And we are loved by him. We are loved by God. We love so much that the Lord gave us life for us. This is once again something that we cannot grasp, but St. Paul did, that he was loved and that he lived in that love. And so to, for him to be separated from Christ was to be separated from love. And that was the greatest tragedy, to be separated from him. He even was saying that, you know, I would being loved by Christ, he thought of himself as possessing life. Everything that he wished, everything that we desire is to have him, is to have life. To have him is to have joy. To have him is the promise of glory. That itself, for him, it was not important. My life is Christ. That is secondary of, of, of no importance only. It's a passage to be with Jesus. I am not worthy to be called an apostle in that humility because he saw that it was God who chose him, God who chooses us. We're not worthy to be followers of Christ, but yet the Lord gave us the grace. And so therefore, we are to rejoice and be grateful to him that he has chosen us. We cannot see the future in that clarity, but we need to see the future, the future of where we will be, who we are, because that is the most important. And so I'd like to just, I know there's many things I'd wish to say, but St. Paul wrote a quarter of the gospel of the New Testament, I should say, a very important element. He, he gave us incredible gift of knowledge of theology, especially Christology. Jesus, the one who preexisted, who's always with us, who's always the power within us that makes us human, fully human. His ecclesiology, very important, especially mystical body of Christ. His missionary zeal gave us a way to see how we can do it, how we can proclaim Christ. Every aspect. And finally, today, as you know, not only is the feast of St. Paul, conversion of St. Paul, but from today and, and for eight days, we, honor, we celebrate the act of Christian unity. 
that if we really follow Jesus, if we follow through the footsteps of St. Paul, we will attain unity. Because St. Paul says, we are one. There's no, we are not separated. We cannot be separated from the one because we cannot divide Christ within us. And then and the, and the prayer, beautiful prayer of Jesus, Father, make them one. As I am in you, and you are in them, and I am in them, make us one. May we then, through our life of faith, love of God, not worry about how to attain Christian unity, because we will automatically, if we really love the Lord, if we follow him, if we follow the gospel, we will be one. We won't be separated by historical reasons or whatever it may be, personal uh, difficulties that people have with each other. And then we will attain peace. Peace is to live with God, because God, as Jesus, as Paul says, God is the one, Jesus is the one who makes us one, one within our own hearts, one with God, one with each other. And peace is because of the relationship with God. And peace will not attain, as, Saint Jesus, as Jesus says to Faustina, until we come to know him and come to know his mercy. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.